is up, everyone? I hope everyone's having a marvelous day. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode number four. On today's podcast, I'm going to dive into my past. Hopefully, it inspires you guys to want to start off with your business. Just hopefully, it inspires you to stop being afraid. The time that you're waiting for is never going to come. If you if you're waiting for that time to come, if you're waiting for the support from family, from your significant other, from whoever, that time is never going to come. You're going to be waiting forever. You're going to be waiting until it's too late. So, um, I started my podcast so I could capture and bring to light everyone's stories, everyone's struggle stories, and. People that know me are always like, yo, how come you haven't told your stories? You you tell some crazy stories. So today's podcast, I want to take you guys back to my past, uh, how I started, where I started, and hopefully it uh, inspires you guys to want to do the same. Nothing's easy in life. Nothing is easy. If if everything was easy, we'd all do it. Thank you again to our sponsors, firstcallmoving.com. Check them out, firstcallmoving.com. They are a licensed and insured moving company based out of Hammond, Indiana. They service the Northwest Indiana area, the Chicagoland area, Chicagoland suburbs. They also do out-of-state moves. So check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash firstcallmoving.com. Check them out on Instagram, firstcallmoving. Um, also, if you want to stay up to date with all our podcasts that are on video, um, you can check them out at our YouTube channel, which is Crosscut Entertainment. Uh, the handle for that is at Life in the Shy seven seven three. Let's get right into it. One thing I tell everyone uh, that we have to do, that we must do, in order to grow, in my opinion, is to kind of go back to when we were kids and start asking why. Now, for those of you that have kids, that are around kids, know that why is a kid's favorite question. It's like a rabbit hole of a question. so important that we start asking why because we need to constantly ask questions and learn new things. Let's get into it. So I'm going to take everyone back to the summer of 2010. It was the summer break from my freshman year. So freshman year was 2009, Monmouth College. This was 2010, the summer. I'm on break. I'm working with my dad as a handyman. Honestly, I never needed to get a job anywhere. My dad had enough work for us, uh, for me to work, and it was honestly fulfilling. So um, I remember they also never let me have a car. I could drive theirs, but I never had the money to get my own. That summer, 2010, the first year after college, I remember working my ass off to buy this car. And when my mom went to Mexico, it was 3 in the morning. My pops was sleeping. I went to Hobart, Indiana, by myself, with my homie Bethel, and bought this 1994 Honda Civic Coupe. And I also didn't know how to drive stick shift, so that was fun, leaving there. I got pulled over on I-80. He gave me a warning. The sheriff gave me a warning um, because, honestly, I didn't know how to drive. And all I knew was just to hurry up and get it in the fifth gear and get it going. So I hurried up. I was doing 80 in this Honda Civic down I-80 uh, in fifth gear, just flowing it, and this cop pulled me over. I didn't have plates. I was like, yo, I just bought it. I'm um, going home, and 
obviously he you know he scolded me, told me there's a proper way to do this, this, that, and the third. <clears throat> Just ended up giving me, giving me a warning. That was about midsummer. Um, August came, time to go back to school. I remember my older sister came. We had her Nissan Xterra packed to the top with all my stuff. We had my Honda Civic packed with stuff. We were sitting on Houston, right in front of my house, ready to go. I remember she pulled up next to me. I went to lower my window to tell her something, and all I remember was the window falling off track, and all I heard was a thud. It didn't break. It just fell, like, to the bottom of the door. And honestly, the whole time, like, before it even hit the ground, other like, before it even hit the door and fell off the track, I was just thinking, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this on campus? Like, I got to go. It was just a nightmare. And just something came over me, something hit me, and I decided not to go back to college that day. So I, I remember telling my sister, and it was like she seen the ghost. It was like she couldn't believe it. So I'm sitting there, not knowing what to do. I remember having to walk about 20 feet to tell my folks that I wasn't going back to school, and it was like the longest walk. I remember telling my mom I wasn't going, and she was like angry, you know, yelling at me and whatnot. But, you know, I, I just knew, you know, that, I couldn't go back with that. There was some, some problems with tuition and shit like that, too. My freshman year, it was damn near a full ride because my FAFSA, financial aid, um, I didn't have to pay anything. The second year, I had to pay about $4,500. And I didn't want to get a loan because I didn't want to take out. I, I was getting all this, like, you would hear all this talk about people getting loans, not being able to pay them back. So... I didn't want to get a loan at all going to co going to college. I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to get scholarships, grants, not have to pay anything. I remember I, I couldn't ask my folks to help me out because, you know, they, they you know, obviously couldn't. So I didn't just do nothing. Um, I enrolled into Harold Washington College, downtown Chicago, um, where I continued my architecture courses uh, for about a year and also continued to work with my dad. There was this auto zone that opened up down the street from me, and I remember putting my application in, but like I never got hired there. <coughs> and as soon as I turned 21, they called me to go for an interview, and I went for this interview in Blue Island, Illinois. And as soon as I turned 21, they hired me, which was that year, 2011. So 2012, January. Started working at AutoZone. It was my first job. Um, and it was like the start of my working career. After that, I worked all these other little jobs from like working for selling cable for Comcast, valet, working at Jiffy Lube. Um, all these jobs in hindsight contributed to my career as a business owner and has honestly helped me to become a better version of myself. From the skills to the people you meet from the experiences, everything like that contributes. And like I said, you got to be a sponge and you got to soak all that up. Um, unfortunately, in 2011, we had a house fire. It left us homeless, forcing the six of us, uh, my dad, my mom, my older brother, my sister, my younger sister, my younger brother, and myself, to live with my grandparents who were uh, unfortunately uh, across the street from us our whole life. So we're blessed to have that. Um, I remember State Farm came over. Uh, the guy, the adjuster came. Uh, 
to my grandma's house. We were at the kitchen table. And he pulled out a sketch pad and he started sketching the floor plan and trying to get and trying to grasp like how it started uh, and stuff like that. So um, shortly after that, we ended up moving or my folks ended up getting a house at in Lansing, Illinois. I was about a two hour bus and train ride from downtown Chicago from Harold Washington where I was going to school. So my folks had bought me a 2002 Jeep Liberty that I used to commute to school and back. I I remember this one time I bought this drafting table uh, for school using that Jeep Liberty. It was like one of the, a cool experience. I wouldn't say it was the best day of my life, but it was a very fulfilling day. So I found this drafting table up on Craigslist in Crystal Lake, Illinois, which is like about a cool hour and 30 maybe from Lansing, Illinois. I remember I bought it. Because I didn't want to be pulling all-nighters downtown Chicago. Getting out of school at like 5, five in the morning. Leaving the, the lab. And uh, honestly, I want to say it wasn't even open all night either. So with this drafting table, I'd be able to pull all-nighters at home. Um, after do my finals at home. And not even have to go to class. Because all we had to do was just finish our final and turn it in. And getting this drafting table was just amazing. So fast forward a few years to 2014 and 2012, I'm no longer going to school, right? So I ended up dropping out. My aunt was like, you're going to drop out and you're not going to go back to school. And she was right. So fast forward from fast forward to 2014 from 2012, I was no longer going to college. I ended up dropping out. Um, I was working full time to support myself and give back to my folks. I remember going on Craigslist looking for jobs. And I remember seeing this one job for a moving company. And I remember uh, applying for it because it was the only job offering same-day cash payment. Um, For those of you that know Chicago, I had to meet this driver at the Brickyard Mall, which is on Fullerton and, like, Central or Fullerton and Austin or something like that, Um, at 8 in the morning, every morning. So I had to leave Lansing at 4 in the morning, take the bus to the train, take the train, do another bus, and the bus, take it to that Burger King. So for those of you that don't know Chicago, this was a about an hour commute in the car, beating traffic, or a two-hour, four-hour bus and train ride to this place. So every day for about two months, I would commute to this uh, Austin neighborhood, uh, to work for this company. Um, I didn't care because I was making $200 a day. And I was making tips. So I was coming home with all this fucking money. I didn't give a fuck. What, how much slept I had. Like I didn't even drive yet. So I was able to sleep. While you know. On the way to every job. Stuff like that. So I didn't. I honestly didn't care. Um, the guy I ended up working for. Ended up getting locked up. The six of us that worked for him. Were like you know what, we could do this ourselves. So mentally we had like a business plan. We knew like what to do and whatnot. But everyone was like scattered across the city and slowly everyone dwindled away. And I guess I was the only one that that stuck doing it. With just that little business plan, uh, we started advertising, uh, seeking moving, hauling jobs. None of us had a truck, so we had to run a a U-Haul Penske budget truck every time. Um, And like I said, slowly everyone dwindled away. Uh, leaving me with the torch and the business plan. So between YouTube videos, 
uh, and learning a little, little by little every day, you know, meeting drivers at truck stops, doing jobs for, for semi drivers, talking to them, asking questions, stuff like that. You learn stuff little by little. I quickly realized that not having a steady income was stressful as fuck. And it gave me so much anxiety. Three of my part-time movers were delivery drivers for Amazon. This was this was 2015 Amazon. It wasn't the Amazon that we see today. So I went to the website. I seen the requirements to become a subcontractor for them. You needed to be legally compliant, have insurance, vans, drivers, a dispatch service. Not only that, in order to, to deliver for Amazon back then in 2015, you would have to have, take a minimum of four routes. Yeah, that means four vans, four drivers, around-the-clock manager to dispatch the crew. Throughout the years before this, I had acquired a pickup truck with the money I sold my Jeep Liberty for. My grandfather loaned me the money to get my 6x12 enclosed trailer. I had a project sport bike and another sport bike I would ride around with my ex. When I came across these requirements for Amazon, without hesitation, I started to post everything I had for sale. I sold everything I had to incorporate my company and started lining the ducks up to take on Amazon. Now, because I knew all this was, because I knew myself and what I'm capable of, I knew this was what I wanted to do, and I, I wouldn't, like, this This is what I wanted to do. Like, this was the only avenue uh, at that point in my life, you know, that, that was an opportunity, and I just jumped right in, and I took it. I sold everything without even thinking about it, trucks, trailers, bikes, all that. As I mentioned before, as I started this podcast, without mistakes, we don't have lessons. One thing I didn't do my homework on at all, to be honest with you, was insurance. This wasn't no $100 insurance policy you could sign up for overnight on your phone. I remember calling Progressive and getting a $12,000 down payment insurance policy for a like million dollar policy. This was to insure four vans, myself, and the business. This was the last duck needed to achieve the goal of acquiring these four routes with Amazon, and I dropped the ball. I sold everything I had, and I had only came up with about five grand. I remember calling family and friends and them giving me the cold shoulder. Honestly, like everybody, I was bummed out, discouraged, angry, let down, every synonym you could think of. This is what I wanted. I was going to be able to provide four people with jobs and work for Amazon, who at the time wasn't big, and getting on the ground level. So a quick little story. The previous moving company I had worked for wasn't legally compliant. The dude was just taking jobs off Craigslist, you know, sending us out, booking jobs. Um, I remember one time we got pulled over by the ICC, which is the Illinois Commission Police. Um... And he asked us for, you know, paperwork. And obviously, you know, we didn't have nothing. We just had, you know, uh, truck registration, insurance, stuff like that. And we got a $1,000 fine. He gave me a $1,000 fine to give to my boss uh, for not being a legit company. So this experience <coughs> scared me to want to advertise when we first started after we started doing it ourselves. Because I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to get fined $1,000 at that time. It was like so much money to me. I just never, you know, advertised online. We, you know, we just found jobs on Facebook, Craigslist, people we knew. Um, but after 
spending all that money to get uh, legally compliant so that we can start getting jobs for Amazon or start getting routes for Amazon. We had everything. Well, I had everything like to start advertising online. So I felt more comfortable throwing myself online. So I got to Google my business. I started learning how to do SEO. Um, made my own website. Uh, and pretty much just YouTube, man. YouTube University just watched every video for every question I had. Um, and it definitely helped me get more jobs. Also, the insurance helped me get a lot of jobs downtown in all these little high rise or all these big high rise buildings, uh, condo associations. You know, they would call me for a job. I'd be like, okay, you know, we're ready. I can send you an agreement. Um, and then I'd be like, where do you want me to send the insurance to? So this is where it gets crazy. One day I was sitting on the couch when I got a phone call. And all I could read on this phone call was NBC. And I remember not even picking it up. I just remember letting it go to voicemail. So I listened to the voicemail. And it was Molly Reinhardt from the Steve Harvey Show. Shout out Molly Reinhardt. Um, they needed a mover in a truck uh, on certain requested days. Um, and they they had asked for a quote. Called the number back. She left. Um, I remember she picked up, and we were talking and all that good stuff. And I, you know, I have I want to be an actor. I need to I needed to start building my resume at the time and start getting going with that. I told her, you know, what I wanted to do. So I remember telling Molly that I wanted to build my resume at a job. Uh, you know, that would get my own set go experience set experience going. And I remember asking her if there was a job that they had that I could apply for and then um, that I could put on my resume. I remember telling her, like, trying to sell myself, like, I could work for you. I could work a job with them and still have access to, and they, and they would still have access to all my resources as a mover. I'd be able to handle all the, the logistics for them as they needed. Instead of contracting me on those days, I would just have a job with them. So she would call me back, and those were, like, the longest 10 minutes. Longer than that walk back to my folks when I was telling them I knew I wasn't going back to school. So also I remember like thinking like, damn, like I messed up my chance. Like I wonder how many people ask this too or how many people, you know, do the same thing or mess up their chance. Or they're probably like, oh, they're probably like this guy's going to be a handful, you know, if he comes to work for us. Like let's not call him back. I was thinking of all that. So then 15 minutes later, she called back, and she was like, I got this freelance position um, available. And all I remember saying was, sign me up. So I was working for the Steve Harvey show. I was getting $150 a day, Monday through Friday. I had an ID, parking pass, access to hundreds of NBC employees. That was actually an avenue to keep promoting my moving business. I only worked there for about two weeks before everyone started finding out that I was working. You know, I had a moving company. Um, it was truly a blessing. I would go to work. I would leave work and go to work. Moving coworkers, doing furniture assembly jobs, and even long-distance moving jobs on the weekends. A year later, Steve Harvey decided to move his company to L.A. and leave Chicago for good. Since then, I have a portfolio of celebrities, actors, actresses under my belt. I even started advertising as a celebrity mover at one point. And all this honestly stemmed from taking a chance. Not knowing how it's going to pan out and leaving it in God's hand, to be honest. Looking back 
Every action, every job, every experience, every lesson was a brick laid down, and soon enough you have a path to success. If you lay a brick every day, you're going to see progress after a while. Sometimes you need to start where you can and get going. I didn't fast forward to where I am now. Every single thing took time, work, and energy. Without the plethora of YouTube videos about businesses or TikToks, reels that flood the internet today, I had to learn everything myself, reading articles online, buying books. Sometimes I'd be able to pick someone's brain about certain things, but that was rare. Like truck drivers at truck stops or gas stations. There were no Facebook groups or movers on how to start a business. This is why they put actors and actresses through certain experiences related to their roles. There's something about experiencing it for yourself that can't be taught. But today it's even easier with so many podcasts, YouTube videos, TikTok videos, Facebook groups on how to start a business. Starting a business could be a nightmare. It can cause stress and anxiety, especially imagine going through COVID and having a business. As Kobe Bryant once said in his famous speech, tough times create tough men. This can be applied to everyone. With a little struggle comes strength, the strength that is needed for the next struggle. To build you even stronger. If you are going into business and you don't have shit to lose, then what are you afraid of? You're worried about the bill and the cost of trying. Imagine what it's going to cost you for not trying. For those of you that got children and you can't live too daring and take the same chances, look at it as a calculated risk. Kind of like a chess game you can't lose. It's like the best analogy I could think of. Imagine you don't know how to play chess. Your opponent doesn't care how long you take to make a move. He knows he's going to win at any cost. All you know is that you want to win and you'll do whatever it takes to beat him. Every day you learn the, what the pieces of a chessboard are, what they're called, how they play each one. Every day you move a chess piece. You make a move. Every day is a calculated risk towards your goal of beating the system. In other words, the goal to start your business and become financially free. If every day you make a move or calculated risk, sooner than later, you'll be somewhere. With hours and hours of knowledge and experience under your belt. And with fulfillment that you started today. Thank you all for listening. Hope you guys really grasped the concept. Hope this inspired you to want to do something. Uh, to want to take chances. And this doesn't even have to be pertaining to business. It could be a new position at work. Uh, whether you play sports. Whether you go to school. These tough times. All the tough battles. Are going to make you stronger. And they're meant to make you stronger. You have you need them. You have to go through them. This is honestly why I like David Goggins. David Goggins said. To make pain your best friend. And. That's honestly, if you make pain your best friend, these tough times, these hard times ain't going to be nothing. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to podcast number four. If you want to catch up to all all the other podcasts, visit us on YouTube, uh, Crosscut Entertainment. The handle for that is at lifeintheshy773. Uh, follow me on Instagram, your BM on Chispa 2.0, uh, Snapchat. You're being my chispa, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you again.